baby, you know what that sound means. It's time for The Edge with Terry Waldrop. Terry talks about all the hottest topics in sports every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. He's controversial, he's charismatic, and he's the captain of this ship for the next hour. Here's your host, Terry Waldrop. All right, all right, all right. Welcome in Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx, Tabor running the board of death today on Thursday. Uh, before some of the state championship games start cranking up tomorrow and Saturday down in Lake Charles, Louisiana. I appreciate you spending a little part of your morning with us, folks. 12 point, I wouldn't call 12 points a blowout. Hey, in you a know, state free, title game. Free throws down the stretch. Hey, one or a hundred, it doesn't matter as long as you're on nope, the positive side of that, that game, right? not when you have 1975. Wow. Terry, I've got a... Uh... Jamie, yeah, I've got a caveat on that. Um, uh, John uh, Tabor's uh, Simsboro squad will. Uh, my mother, of all people, almost ninety-one years old, was the uh, Zwali Tamale. They have a Zwali Tamale festival uh, there in Zwali, and my mother was at one point in time when she was at LSU the Zwali Tamale queen for that parade. How about that? I mean, that that doesn't cost you anything to know. That's a uh, that's a bunch of useless information that means nothing. But hey. I just thought uh, we'd give Swally a little love so today. Saying, and, uh, so you're saying Jibs is rooting for Zawali? She is. She may have a little bit, uh, John. Yeah, she may have a little bit of sentimental uh, pull for Zawali tomorrow. So anyway, good luck though to Simsboro, and uh, also to Zawali. But uh, anyway, we'd love to see. Uh, boy, we'd love to see Simsboro win a state championship. Wouldn't that be fantastic? Yeah, that'd be good for Josh. He uh, he's done a really nice job over there. Uh, the team has been building, I think, toward this for the last couple years, and uh, they finally crashed through to the state championship game. We'll see that. I think, actually, I've got the call of that game. I'm not 100% sure, but I believe I've got that call Saturday morning. So uh, that'll be fun. I've got the other one, Del High and White Castle. And mm-hmm. uh, very familiar with the coach at White Castle. He played for me. He was on my staff at Texas Wesleyan. And I know Coach Lusk uh, at Del High, as we played them twice this year and got to know him pretty well over the years. So. Uh, I've got that one as well, so it should be a fun weekend. Uh, I've got no pressure. That's the beautiful thing about doing uh, the television side of it. Yeah, you got no pressure. Uh, whether you win or whether whoever wins or loses, you're going to go eat well no matter what. So uh, I'm pretty fired up about that, Jamie. Well, I bet you should. I think what I'm scared about is your your, your face is going to be on television for, for a number of hours. But uh, give us kind of a, a lineup uh, when, when you crank it up. Uh, uh, I'm over there. I, I, yeah, tomorrow I, I do the four, six, and eight p.m. games. Okay. And Saturday morning I've got the first. So I've got ten noon and two, and I, I'm probably going to stay around for uh, for the four o'clock Madison Prep uh, uh, game, and they're going to catch uh, blah, 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 Peabody. So I think I, I'm not calling that one. I don't think uh, things can okay. change with our schedule, but I'm going to stay around and probably watch that one as well. So how about Riverside going down yesterday? Uh, I did not know. Uh, the old Tweety Carter uh, went down. His old alma mater bit the dust. Huh? Give us, give us some Riverside info. Riverside goes one. down. Yeah, sixty-eight, sixty-seven. Uh, Coach, uh, Coach Beckman, uh, Chris Beckman, out of Episcopal, takes down the mighty Riverside AAU. T- I mean, a uh, Riverside team, <laughs> and yeah, stunning fashion, sixty-eight, sixty-seven. And so they're going to play the Dunham School. So it's an all Baton Rouge final. Uh, at that level. So, 
interesting stuff uh, going on. Crazy things go on in the state championships, man. The state tournaments, the national tournaments, it is crazy. Nothing crazier than this, though, Jamie. Um, with the NFL Combine going on, we've got uh, Louisville quarterback Lamar Jackson. You know, and he, he won a Heisman. He, he set all sorts of records a couple of years ago, and, and literally the guy was like a, a Madden video game character. The numbers he, were put, he was putting up, LSU caught him in a bowl game and absolutely obliterated him. Of course, LSU, to their credit, uh, the last couple of years, last maybe five to seven years, when they play hot quarterbacks, as a general rule, they've done pretty well. They've absolutely they owned Johnny Menzel. They destroyed uh, Lamar Jackson. So, so LSU's defense can rise to the occasion. Uh, just depending on, uh, you know, what what's going on and what status of the season or game it is. Anyway, LSU just destroys Lamar Jackson in that game a couple years ago. Lamar has a solid year this year, and the Louisville wasn't nearly as good. But Lamar is at the NFL Combine. And they're telling him, because he's not a great passer, his accuracy has been questioned. Uh, he's not a pure pocket passer. Similar maybe to, to a Manziel or RG3, people like that. They're more of a, a, a run threat. Jackson competed, completed less than 60% of his passes, Jamie, in college. Okay? But he's got just, he's a burner. He's got blazing speed. And so the NFL Combine, a couple people there were like, look, uh, and the experts at analysis, you know, Dudes to get paid to see how good you are and to put you in the right positions. You know, guys that make their living doing it, not some troll with a blog somewhere. <clears throat> uh, suggested that Lamar Jackson should consider catching some balls at wide receiver during the NFL Combine. You know, let's see. Let me think about this. You're a great athlete. You're a absolute burner. Um, yeah, I think we, we could we could use you maybe in a couple different places. Would that increase your value, perhaps, if you're a more versatile player or, or seen as a more versatile player? You know, it's like being a baseball player, and they're like, look, uh, you know, you're, you got really great range at shortstop. I wonder, can you play second, too? Well, I'm offended. Here's, here's how we are in society today. And, look, there's a lot of bad things that go on. I, I get it. I understand it. I completely agree. However, there's a lot of, or, or some of the experts now, the, the trolls, the media trolls, and you know who you are, have suggested people simply asking Mr. Jackson to catch some balls at wide receiver is somehow racist. That's right. You heard it correctly. People are saying what well, Lamar Jackson is being asked to play a wide receiver in the combine and that is somehow a racist suggestion because the guy is a quarterback. Folks, are you kidding me? It's a business. Dude is fast. Dude can catch. He's not a pure passer. <clears throat> Does it really matter which way they give you your millions? If you'll go back several years when Tebow was at the combine, they asked him, and he did. He played some tight end. Why? Because he's a big dude. He's Gronkowski size. He can catch the ball. He's not a pure passer. 
dear God in this country, where are we at right now? Everything uh, is going to offend somebody somehow, some way. And now the NFL Combine, where their job is to figure out, A, if you can play, B, the best place for you, and C, do you fit? Now simply asking a player to catch balls at a wide receiver slot is somehow racist. Jamie Foxx, help me before my head blows up. Well, anything you can do. I mean, I think you bring in the, the Tim Tebow comparison, and there's others all across the, the map. I mean, uh, I can't remember the uh, – from Mr. Charles Woodson a couple of years ago. You know, I think he was maybe asked to play, uh, made his made his money uh, returning kicks and, and a tremendous defensive back. I mean, I, people were talking about playing him on uh, both ways, offense. Would that have been offensive? Uh, pardon the expression. But, uh, again – Anything that increases your stock uh, of making an NFL roster, I'm looking at, you know, there's 9 million mock drafts, and Todd McShay's latest has the Saints picking Lamar Jackson at number 27. Um, There's another one that I think, I mean, I may be crazy, but there's another one I think may have benefited from another year going back because maybe he would increase his his chances of, uh, you know, being drafted higher and watch him be picked number one by Cleveland. But I'd... Totally agree, Terry. I mean, it's just everything is there's everything is is an ist now. You're you know so sexist, racist, whatever. Every time someone is uh, now, I, I, ESPN did something the the undefeated that was just out totally out of control as far as uh, you know painting this thing is uh, something that, that is is going to give you know absolutely going to keep Lamar Jackson being in the NFL. He's going to be in the NFL. What difference does it, like you said, what difference does it make where he makes his millions? What position? Listen, I'll pay, I'll, I'll be the one cleaning up the bathrooms and, and the, giving the Gatorade to everybody if, if I can make even half of what these guys are doing. And, and they're all of a sudden, you know, like you said, hurt because, uh, offended that they're being asked to look at, just look at another, but doesn't mean that's what he's going to be drafted. That doesn't mean that it will stay there. He's just, they're just simply asking him to partake. In a few wide receiver, uh, you know, routes and things like that, just to see how that may translate to the NFL. What they are trying to do is not exclude him. What they are doing is trying to find a way to include him. It just is a matter of where he fits best. That's all it is. And all of a sudden now it's been turned into a, you know, a, a social justice outcry. And it's, it's ridiculous. Well, here's another one. LSU, former LSU running back Darius Geis. Uh, he talked uh, last night on Sirius XM, uh, on the NFL Network off at Sirius XM. Uh, they asked him, he said, you know, there's a lot of questions that go on. All these teams will bring you in, ask you questions and stuff. They're trying to get your reaction. They're trying to see how you handle stressful situations, absurd situations, you know, stuff that the media is going to ask you when you get to be a player, or just ridiculous. Um, or, or maybe they're picking in and they're going a little bit deeper. Uh, Darius Geis goes, look, uh, and this was reported on USA Today Sports, some people are trying to get in your head and test your reaction. I went into one room with a team, and a guy asked me, hey, do you like men? Uh, just to see what my reaction was. So they asked him if he was gay. Uh, I go into another room, and they'll try to bring up a family member, and somebody said, hey, man, I heard your mother was selling herself and is a prostitute. How do you feel about that? Now, Geis didn't say who did it. But uh, we go back to 2016, uh, was it uh, Marquand Manuel, the Falcons, Atlanta Falcons assistant coach, asked Eli Apple whether he was gay or not during a meeting at the Combine. 
Now, the, the guy later apologized, and the Falcons head coach Dan Quinn said the organization took measures to say it wouldn't happen again. But, look, they're trying to get inside your head here. They're trying to see how you handle things. And, and let's face it, when they're getting ready to draft you, I've been around in a couple of the drafts before where I had players uh, that I coached, Jamie, that were being looked at uh, as a possible NBA draft pick. And they do absolutely impeccable, incredible research. They're going to find out everything about you. So what does, even back in the day, what does, if you're, if you're living an alternative lifestyle, what relevance does that have to carrying a football? Well, we'll go back and say uh, there are certain diseases that have higher probabilities in certain lifestyles than others. I'll give you an example. Magic Johnson rocked the sports industry in 1991 when he came out HIV positive. And that's somebody that was going to play for another 15 years. Look at the revenue the Los Angeles Lakers lost off of that. So, yeah, they're going to do their research. They're going to talk to your third-grade teacher. If you have, uh, if you like to beat women up, if you like to run around with uh, assault-style weapons or use those uh, incorrectly, or you're just a bad person, you're a thief, you're a criminal, you're a bad – they're going to find it out. And then you leverage on whether or not you're good enough if people think you're good enough to take that risk. And if you're not good enough, they're not going to take the risk. If you're good enough, somebody will, a.k.a. Pac-Man Jones, people like that. Johnny Manziel, yeah, not so much. You're not good enough. And so the leveraging here at the NFL Combine and all the things that they do, folks, these guys don't make billions of dollars because they're morons. We can dislike Roger Goodell, and I do. You can dislike him all you want and disagree with a lot of his practices, which I do and a lot of us do. It doesn't make them stupid people. These guys got to that position uh, not by accident, and they're not going to give it up uh, without a fight. And part of this is vetting and vetting and vetting the products that come in to that league and then deciding whether or not uh, they're an asset or liability and which percentage of each they are. You listen to Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Fox. The Edge, this segment brought to you by our friends at GB Cooley, reminding you to support an incredibly worthwhile cause, Louisiana Special Olympics. Jamie and I will be back in a minute. CarZone and Truck Pros have teamed up for a midnight madness sale like no other. Both locations have one of the largest selection of cars, trucks, and SUVs in all makes and models, including 2x2, 4x4 crew, extended and regular cab trucks, SUVs full to compact, sport to compact cars. The time is now to get your next pre-owned, low-mileage quality vehicle. Each comes with a Carfax report and 100,000-mile warranty. Lenders are standing by for this midnight madness sale with pre-approval in minutes. We're open late or shop us online at CarZoneUS.com or TruckProsUS.com. CarZone on Well Road and Truck Pros on Constitution Avenue in West Monroe. If you could talk to your animal when they say, they're telling you to take me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. Listen closely and you'll hear what Dr. David Weber hears. That's a thank you for taking me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. For your animal's health care, call Dr. David Weber at North Monroe Animal Hospital, 345-4545. No animal too small or too large. Well, you better call Dr. Weber first on that one. 345-4545. I want to tell you about my friends at North Monroe Animal Hospital. Specializing in all medical and surgical care for small animals and even providing a boarding service. My friend, Dr. David Weber and his staff are always my choice for my animals. It should be yours as well. 
Located conveniently at 4300 Sterlington Road, which is 165 North, you can reach out to them at 345-4545. That's 345-4545. Tell them you heard it here on 97.7 North Monroe Animal Clinic, the official animal care provider of Terry Waldrop and the Edge. Introducing Taylor Heat and Air. Our technician, Matt Taylor, has many years of heat and air conditioning experience. Replacements, repairs, or maintenance of your home or business comfort systems are our specialty. Please call 318-245-4362. That's 318-245-4362. Taylor Heat and Air, 318-245-4362. And let us earn your business. Louisiana owned, fully insured. Mark Taylor, owner, who dat? What does it take to live an uncommon life? Here's former Super Bowl winning coach Tony Dungy with today's Uncommon Moment. When my co-author Nathan Whitaker was nine, he went skiing with his parents in Colorado. All along the slope, signs were posted with the warning, Beware of Snowcats. After three days of skiing, Nathan said, Daddy, have you seen one yet? Seen what, Nathan? A snowcat. Smiling, his dad explained that the signs were referring to snowplow-like machines, not a wild cat. Nathan was relieved. But despite believing that at any given moment a snow leopard could leap out from anywhere on the slopes, Nathan never stopped skiing. Instead, he pointed his skis straighter to be ready to outrun the danger. No matter what you face in life, just keep on skiing. New York Times best-selling author, Tony Dungy. Discover more at CoachDungy.com. That's CoachDungy.com. How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's the edge with Terry Waldrop. Seven, seven, Terry Waldrop. Jamie Fox rolling here on a Thursday. A um, couple things out there. You're welcome to text in, by the way. 888-993-7762, 993 7762, which is the Washita Valley Federal Credit Union text line and hotline. Uh, Bama Jim. Here comes March Madness. We're going to get into that, Bama Jim. Uh, Richie has a great point. Cordell Stewart would never have been in the Steelers quarterback if he wasn't willing to play wide receiver first. If the ability to catch a football can improve your draft start, why would you not go catch a ball? To top that, he refused to show his speed and drills at the combine. The one thing this kid has going for him, and he wouldn't show it, uh, who's in this, is, is in this kid's ear, these two buzz off. You know, maybe he was hurt. I don't know. Um, you know, I'm not sure. Uh, Panther fan, hey, I hear what you're saying, but is that really something you should ask? Is it really something going to be the of his ability to handle interviews maturely? Asking that was inappropriate. I, you know, I don't disagree, Panther fan, but... People are going to figure out, because this is a commodity, Jamie. This is a business. And they're going to throw things at you. It's like the police or interviewers or whatever. They're going to throw questions at you to see how you handle it, uh, to see how they put you in a stressful situation where you don't know the answer or if somebody says something so outlandish to you uh, that you're going to respond appropriately or are you going to lose your mind. Because if you lose your mind in an interview, you're probably going to lose your mind on the field. And again, a defensive tackle losing his mind is a little bit different than a quarterback losing his mind. So are the questions inappropriate? 
Um, I think you can make a case they are, and I think the Falcons came back and apologized uh, about that, and they're, they're trying to have some sensitivity, sensitivity training. Don't, don't think they're not getting questions asked and answered, by the way, because everybody does. They're doing the research. They'll go back, and I remember one of my players that was in he didn't get drafted, ended up going uh, to Europe for a number of years, but was on the draft radar. Uh, you know, if there had been 8,000 rounds like there is in other sports, he certainly would have gotten drafted. Only two rounds in the NBA, 64 picks in the world every year. But, Jamie, they went back and talked to his third-grade teacher. I mean, they talked to everybody that's had any dealings with this kid. They're looking for character. They're looking for issues. They're looking for substance. They're looking for judgment. They're looking for decisions. All those things wrap up because it gives you a baseline of which to say, you know what, we can handle this guy. We think he is a good risk uh, for us. We think his, his play is going to outweigh what his risks are. But, I mean, are they that wrong on, on doing this research? Because it is a business. Just like you're going to hire an employee and give them the keys to your house and everything you want. Don't you want to know a little bit about them first? Well, in, this isn't just limited to the NFL. This is in corporate America. Uh, trust me, I've had some interviews, and believe me, some of the – some of the interviews I was asked were not were not exactly on the uh, you know oh well here take this test uh, uh, interview you know we're, we're going to take these and these are some of the questions that we ask and some of them believe me never show up because they're they're looking exactly to your point how do you react and they've got millions of dollars on the line here I mean you're seeing people like Michael Bennett traded Richard Sherman released uh, everyone. Everyone is expendable in the NFL. I don't care. You know, it doesn't make any difference what your past record is. Uh, you know, you've had they're going to they're going to jettison you. I've even seen Ngama uh, Kinsu being talked about being released after three years into a six-year gargantuan contract. I mean, everyone. This is what Lamar Jackson and all these guys need to take into consideration. You work, you yeah. still work at the at the behest of management. And when your value to that organization is not worth the money they feel that, that they're paying you, you're going to be jettisoned. It's as simple as that. So why not catch a few passes? Yeah, you know, everybody is so offended by everything. And, you know, and, and then Shaw points out, you know, asking uh, gay is, is irrelevant, has no bearing on it. You know, yeah, I'm going to say yes and no. Because if you look at the Michael Sam deal – several years ago, which the guy was a very good player at the University of Missouri. He was co-SEC Defensive Player of the Year. Um, they made a big deal. He made a big deal out of his sexuality. And again, I'm not here to judge or not to judge, but if I'm the NFL guy or if I'm the basketball dude, I, I don't care about that. I care about your ability to impact my team and help us be successful. That's what I care about. But Michael Sam really tried to cash in on all this stuff and went so far overboard. Uh, and then we find out the NFL cut a deal. Roger Goodell then cut a deal to make sure that the – because he was going to go undrafted. They cut a deal with the Rams to get him off hard knocks and so that the Rams, the St. Louis – at the time, the St. Louis Rams drafted him, not because of his ability, but because it was a deal cut because Roger Goodell was pushing a social agenda. And again – I don't care. I don't not care. That's just the truth. And so Michael Sam made that about, uh, you know, he made that choice and he never caught on. I mean, he was, he was on the practice squad for a couple teams and 
you know, now he's a victim because obviously if you can play in the SEC and the defensive player of the year in the SEC, you should go to the NFL. Of course, nobody really got that memo for, for Tebow or, you know, then Charlie Ward was uh, was a great a Heisman Trophy winner at Florida State. And, uh, yeah, he couldn't make it in the NFL. And Johnny Manziel couldn't make it in the NFL. And RG3 went out after about a year and a half. But, you know, they're out to get Michael Sam. Dude, you can be the abominable snowman. And if you can play defensive end and are really good, they'll put you on a team. But when you try to make it a bigger issue and you're a locker room liability, uh, Johnny Manziel again, uh, and you're wondering if this kid from Oklahoma is going to be the same way. Are you going to be a liability and a distraction? Because if you are, you're not. You're, your guy, Michael Bennett, just got uh, signed by the uh, Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles. Michael Bennett, certainly a lightning rod uh, across America. NFL player, man of the year. Michael Bennett, your think your thought on that, Jamie? Well, he was he was not only <clears throat> he was traded uh, to the Eagles, and you know you're also hearing you know all the all the names and you know Cam Chancellor, Richard Sherman, all these guys, Jimmy Graham, they're all being let go by the by the Seahawks. Uh, they're basically re- revamping their roster, and why? Because and of all places, Seattle, one of the most progressive cities in the, if not the most progressive city outside of San Francisco in the United States where, you know, their viewpoints would be probably listened to more than certainly in uh, some other places. But because they're not worth the they're not worth the headache, just like Tim Tebow wasn't from the standpoint of publicity. What's it going to do to that locker room? And I kind of disagree a little bit. I mean, I, maybe some of the questions are off the wall, but they're trying to see. These guys, you knew what happened when the, after the three, seven, and nine seasons in New Orleans. Sean Payton... You know, he saw a need to change that culture. There were some things, Kenny Steele's, things like that. Cancers in the locker room or perceived cancers in the locker room are not going to last. And if you don't, and a lot of that has to do simply with your attitude. Uh, you know, these guys, I mean, it is a short career at best. You best, I mean, the best thing to do is just, you know, lace them up give, and, and not get out and, and make a lot of noise because these guys have millions of dollars riding on it, and they're not going, I mean, they'll, they'll turn, They'll find somebody else. That's, I mean, there are, what, 100 and something juniors that came out this year? There's no lack yes. of replacements out there. Everybody's expendable in the NFL. Everybody. Well, it's, um, you know, it's an interesting concept. It's, it's an interesting point on, you know, what exactly are you looking for? Because some things fly in some cities, they don't fly in others. There's some uh, programs, some franchises, they're going to be a little bit more politically correct than others and, and again i could care what your political affiliations are I, I could care less if i'm supporting a team i want to see that team do well and hopefully it's some of the players i can resonate with uh there's a lot of guys that are going to cut across every racial line every barrier every uh demographic there is those guys michael jordan drew Brees, guys like that and there are other guys that are going to be extraordinarily polarizing uh tim tebow extraordinarily polarizing michael bennett extraordinarily polarizing and you have to figure out in your locker room is this guy gonna help me or hurt me and if he hurts me as long as he helps me a little bit more maybe that's the right thing maybe it's not but i thought it was interesting seattle basically wholesale uh they're gone it's a fire sale in, in seattle because the Legion of Boom, all these people with the cool nicknames. Legion of Boom. 
Yeah, they're gone. Seattle's a mid-pack team. Jimmy Graham never scratched over there. Never had any productivity whatsoever. You remember when he was with the Saints toward the end, Jimmy Graham started feeling like, you know, he was the engine instead of a really, really nice set of rims, which is what he effectively was. Really good set of rims, got a lot of mileage out of them. He goes up there, and, yeah, he is uh, literally disappears. So maybe it had a little bit to do with uh, Drew Brees, uh, Sean Payton, the way that they incorporated him and catered to him into that organization. Because, folks, the grass ain't always greener on the other side. As a matter of fact, sometimes you get there, and they ain't got no grass at all. And, yes, that is a tongue-in-cheek reference to Washington State. You are listening to Sports Talk Radio. Terry Walter from Jamie Foxx. We come back. we got a few other things to get into today. This segment of the show was sponsored by Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney at law, tremendous North Louisiana attorney, specializing in criminal defense, wrongful death, personal injury, whatever you need. Bobby is there for you. Give him a call today, 318-324-1411. Bobby Manning, attorney at law. Jamie and I will be back when we return. Your is clean. Keep your car spotless with the Rocket Fast Unlimited Wash Pass. For as little as $19.95 per month, you can wash your car as often as you want. And while you're there, you can always enjoy our free VACs. The Fast Pass is good at all seven Rocket Fast locations from Monroe to Shreveport, including our newest at I 49 and Piermont Avenue. Rocket Fast, the fast and easy way to wash your car. Louisiana, do you want a great deal? This year's fourth annual Jim Taylor Memorial Sales Event is benefiting MedCamps of Louisiana. Each year, MedCamps provides free summer camps to children with chronic illnesses and disabilities from all across Louisiana. It's Ford Truck Month at Jim Taylor in Ruston. We have a huge inventory and we're making the best deals of the year on all 2018 F-Series. Come shop with us this month and help support MedCamps during this tremendous event. Help support MedCamps and get a real Jim Taylor deal. Yes, Some call them mud bugs, some call them crawdaddies. Breeders of Delta Style called Catfish Charlie's the best. Crawfish are in season and on the tray at Catfish Charlie's on Louisville Avenue near Office Depot and on 165 North across from Brookshire's. So you're getting a tax check back. Well, good. Need a way to haul that check around? Maybe put a cover over it. Or do you need a place to store that tax check? Ideal Portable Buildings takes care of all three. Use your refund to quit paying rent on a storage unit with a new custom building in whatever size you need built right there on your lot. For all the new stuff you buy, Ideal has the right utility trailer to haul it around. 8 to 12 to 16 feet with LED light packages, treated floors, spare tire mounts, and more. And protect that new stuff from the rain with a new carport from Ideal, Northeast Louisiana's number one Eagle carport dealer. Built in any size and layout you need from single car to RV up to barn size. Rent to own with no credit check or 12 months same as cash with approved credit. So double the value of that tax refund with the new building, utility trailer, or carport from Ideal Portable Buildings. Call them at 699-9426-699-9426. You want new window tinting for your car and you're getting tax money back from Uncle Sam. 
Bring that combo to Magic Glass and Tent in West Monroe and let us tent you up. Not only does professional tinting from Magic Glass keep your car cool, but it protects the interior from harmful, damaging UV rays, all at very affordable prices. Expert window tinting and accessories for your car or truck. Magic does it all. Magic Glass and Tent, 1515 Cypress Street, West Monroe. Living on the Edge makes weekdays more fun, especially when you're doing it with Terry Waldrop. And welcome back in, folks. Sports Talk 97.7, Terry Waldrop, Jamie Fox. I think Sean Fox is going to join us here in just a second. John Tabor running the show of death today on the board and doing a fine job, as always. This segment is sponsored by our friends at Spotavale. Camp for the special people in your life, folks. Hook them up with a Spotavale gift certificate. Go see them on Lemmy Lane in Monroe, 318-807-1060. Spotavale, Lemmy Lane in Monroe. Tell them you heard it on the edge. And Sports Talk, 97.7. All right, Sean, you're chomping to the bit. The floor is yours, sir. First, first question, what the heck is the show of death? The show of death. That's just what it sounds like, man. The board of death. Listen, I know 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 you you label yourself as as charismatic, maybe controversial, maybe a little bit. Listen, until you could spend 30 minutes on getting kicked in the groin like we did the other day, then you've made it. It it might have been my my piece de la resistance that we spent 30 minutes on getting hit in the balls. I'm going to ask against my better judgment. I don't know what you're talking about, but against my better judgment – and, uh, and risking FCC violations, I'm no. going to ask what you're talking about. All right. Well, th- this is why you have me here, Terry, somebody who actually does the research for their shows. Um, <laughs> uh, Saquon Barkley put on a video game display at the Combine, and a coach was quoted as saying he would get hit many, yeah. many, many, many times, and I quote, in the nuts, for the ability to draft Saquon Barkley. So that turned in, what would you be willing to get hit for? See, I told you he was many, good, Terry. Many, many, many times. <laughs> I'm sorry I asked. <laughs> See, that's, that's the I, stuff you get at 3 o'clock, <laughs> Terry. We save all that stuff for there. See, Terry, I told you they should pick him number one. You know what? what's sad is I relate to that. I'm going, you know, that's pretty funny. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I digress. Yeah, exactly, yeah. We, we we also don't take ourselves too seriously. But I do want to go back to you guys were making some great uh, points, and it's a great topic of conversation. And it is something that uh, we're actually, and the reason I'm actually in studio today uh, prepping is we're on early today from 11 to about 1.30 as, uh, as it's conference tournament time, and the Lady Texters will play their first game over in Frisco at 2 o'clock. So we wanted to make sure we've got a show today, so we're going to go at 11 o'clock. We would we thought about going right after you guys were done at 10, but we want to give our board ops uh, a bit of a break in between. So the sports company will be from 11 to 1.30. But I- I'm sorry, Terry, and I know you don't – I don't know if you necessarily uh, are, are agreeing, and I'm not saying that you are with the questions to Darius Geis, but I see a massive difference between Michael Sam and what happened with Darius Geis. And I'll give you the reason. Michael Sam, on his own accord, decided to come out to the world before the combine happened. So that was his choice to tell his story, and I do think, yes, everything you said after that with, well, you know, they, they cut a deal, and that's been talked about, where, look, we got to make sure this guy at least gets on a team in the preseason. This is a bad look if the SEC player of the year comes out as gay and nobody picks him. So I'm with you on that, but he chose to come out. 
that's a big difference than a team interviewing a guy and saying, hey, is your mom a prostitute? And, hey, are you gay? What the heck does that have – what does it matter if either one is true? That is enough that, – that, that's a huge difference, and this is a business. That is a job. And no other job on earth would you go to an interview and be asked, are you gay or is your mother a prostitute? Because you know what? The lawyers would line up to take that case. You know, I'll tell you this, I, and, I, and I believe that they know the answer before they ask the question. All right, they're not going to oh, – yeah, Joe was gay. Who knows? He told us in the interview. They're seeing what stress level they can put these guys under. And, again, if I, if I reference Darius Geis as compared to Michael Sam, that, that was not the intent. Two separate issues, and we agree. Ultimately, it's what you're going to allow in your locker room and what's going to be productive for your squad. Uh, you know, are there gay players in the NFL? Absolutely. Are there gay players in the NBA? Yes. Not a big deal because they cover that stuff themselves and their production on the floor or on the field is not affected, and I don't think it's an issue with the locker room. If you'll go back to the Cowboys uh, when they drafted Des Bryant, you know, they, Des Bryant was asked, hey, is your mother a prostitute? Well, come to find out, maybe there's some credibility to that. Uh, how does that impact him? How does that impact his ability to cope with stressful situations? You know, th- again, it's a business, man. They're going to find out every detail If you're going for a job at, um, I don't know, an insurance company, are they going to ask you, is your mom a prostitute? Probably not. Are they going to ask you if you're gay? No, because you would probably end up getting sued. What's the difference? Time out. Time out. Well, well hang on. Thing. Let me answer that. Go ahead. Number one, the insurance people are not getting ready to pay me $20 million. But they're still going to, uh, but it's still a job. Uh, it's still a job, but there's a different set of skills and so things being, involved. So I mean, being I mean, stressful as gay means you can't play football, but you can do other things. I, I don't I don't understand the relevance no, of the question. No, here's, here's the relevance. And by no means, before people start writing in and saying you're gay, you can't play. No, I think how you handle it, how you, uh, you deal with stressful situations, whether you're gay. I mean, you might like trees. We don't know. You might be asexual. Uh, you might, you know, write children's books. Who knows? They're going to find out everything about you, and you put all that stuff into the mix, and what you come out with is, hey, this guy we can take and manage, or, hey, this guy we can't. I mean, it could be it's the same thing. Hey, do you smoke marijuana? Well, yeah, I do. I, I smoke a lot of marijuana. Well, you know, we have drug tests in the NFL. Yeah, about that. I, don't, I mean, they're going to find out these things, these character issues. They have to. Well, I, I still, I, I'm sorry, Terry. I, I still don't see the. I still don't I, see it. I, I still see, don't see the correlation. In corporate America, it, it goes a step further. They go out of their way now to make sure they, from everything. Now the transgendered issue has entered corporate America. In fact, I will tell you, and I won't give you the name of the company. They will sponsor you to go to conferences if you come out as transgendered. They will pick up the tab for you. Now, that that is a a about face from 30 years ago or even 20 years ago to the point about we are forgetting about magic johnson the fear at that time was because if he was cut or somebody cut him right. the exposure correct, to correct blood. me if i'm wrong though much like did did magic johnson choose to come out nobody asked magic johnson hey do you have aids do you have John, hiv wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. magic johnson chose to come out he didn't come out he came out as his was from 
other sexual. We don't know where from. it wasn't strictly from homosexual contact. No. His was from heterosexual he, he, contact. He, he had uh, he had quite himself a right. uh, he had, he had, a laundry list. He had the, he, he wasn't quite wilt, but he <laughs> he was pretty close he to had wilt. Some nice numbers. Yeah, he yeah. had some nice numbers. He was wilt light. But the point was, he came out on his own accord. Nobody asked Magic Johnson if he was gay. And did he play after that? Uh, no. Yes, he did. For how long? Bri- briefly. Yeah, he was briefly. on the Olympic. He was yeah, on the Dream Team, and yeah, the All Star Game. Uh-huh. And so, no, is is it a character issue? And that's one of our texts. No, it's not a character. It it describes though. You put all this in totality. I want to know everything. I'm getting ready to pay ten million dollars to somebody. I want to know everything about them. So I could deal with it. Here's the thing with Magic Johnson started, folks. And, and whether you like it or not, the probability, the numbers of contracting HIV apparently are much higher in gay men sure. than they are in non-gay men. And so I don't think people are going to dispute that. No, well, hang on. Yeah. It's simple leverage. If you're gay, that's fine. But the, ob- the, the, the probability of you not being able to fulfill your contract because of health reasons, is significantly higher. So, yes, that is a fact. You know, if you want to go spend time in third world war zones in the off season and take medicine to sick children, that's great. But your odds of being killed in a third world hellhole war zone are tremendously higher than the guy that's doing community outreach down on the Seared Street. It's just okay, it's so- probability. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, that's what so it is. So is that something, so is it, okay, here's the, here's the thing, though. Is it something you're asking every prospect that comes through the door? Are you asking that same know. question? Okay. I, I don't know. I just because I'm just going to say I, I don't know, but everything I, I I do not believe Terry Skice is gay. If he is, that's his own business. But okay, you're going to ask him. What if then they you do? better ask everybody? What if they do? And Terry Skice is the only one that's, that's it's still not. I still it. don't think it's worth. I st- I don't. I still don't see the relevance of asking that question. But if you if you do ask it to one, you ask better me. ask it to everybody. Well, yeah, I don't I disagree mean, with that. I you know I think that. Sean, they know before they ask the question. Okay? And, and number one, let's just say he's – and I don't think he is either. Not that I hang out with Darius Geis, but from, from just reading and, and seeing stuff he's done, I wouldn't suggest that he would be. So you're asking him a question. You know, if I ask you that, people are going to respond, no, of course I'm not. And they're going to respond in a certain way, which you're trying to elicit that response. If they are, and you already know that they are, so are you going to say, you know, how the, are they going to lie to you? Or are they going to tell you the truth? It's the same thing, you know, is asking, hey, have you ever uh, have you ever cheated on your girlfriend? Or have you ever cheated on your wife? Well, I already know the answer to that question. I'm going to see if you're going to lie to me or if you're going to have a visceral response where you're angry. Or are you just going to blow the question off? All these things you put into the hopper to see how you're going to uh, predict in the future. I think it's all, do I, do I like it? Do I wish they would ask everybody that? I don't know. I'm not in that position. But they know the answer to the question before they ask it. You better believe that. Terry, I think we're all forgetting one big component in all of this, and it's the owner's money. If you're Arthur Blank of the Atlanta Falcons or whatever team, and you're fixed to invest, let's say you hold the number one pick, and you're fixed to invest millions and millions of dollars, if it's my damn money, I'm going to control it. But you can't and ask. Arthur Blake's not going to ask the person at Home Depot that question. He's not going to, and you know it. So why can he? he why can they ask a person in the NFL that question? If he owns Sean, if he owns, it's still a business. It's still a. I don't say it's. We're not. We're not defending. It's the reason they're asking. asking but, yeah, yeah. In other words, and I don't know. And I know some so people. So you better work for Home if Depot. you're going to ask it for one. And by the way, they were be asking everybody that question. 
Yeah, I don't have a problem with that either. I, I, I have no problem with asking everybody that. Here's a list of, list of questions you can ask. Here are the ones you can't. You know, it's just like in corporate America, and Jamie, you dealt with this. Yes. You can't ask somebody their age according to, to the legality. But you can't ask about family. Yeah, I mean, I can find out what I'm looking for. I can't say, hey, how old are you? You look kind of old. I can say, well, you know, based on your experiences, tell me uh, tell me about your family. If you start going off about kids and grandkids, well, I pretty much know who, how old you are. Let me tell you what they I mean, do ask. I mean, there's ways to get ask, around that. Yeah, and they ask. Obviously, if they're fixed to invest thousands, they will ask, and this wasn't right, but you know, are you thinking about starting a family sometime soon? They'll ask a young lady who's, a, you know, applying for a job who's, you know, married. Are you thinking about – why do they ask that question? Because they know there's going to be a lot of time off of work. In the next, and nothing, you know, and now it's very generous, the Family Leave Act and all that. That's why they ask those questions is because they need to know they – they may want to hire this person, but, you know, if they know that they're going to turn around and immediately get pregnant and start a family, they'd like to have a little bit of time invested from the training – because it takes about $80,000 to get someone up in training. From the first year. Good stuff, so, man. Hey, we got to take a break. Them. I got a bunch of texts. We we have inadvertently and accidentally opened up a pretty interesting discussion here. Uh, we'll be back with Sean and Jamie in just a minute. This is Jerry Walter. If you listen to Sports Talk 97.7 in an edgy version of the Edge, your texts are welcome, and we will read several of them when we come back. Triple H, 993-7762, which is the Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union text line. The smarter the text, the better segment brought to you by our friends at Vantage. We'll return to Memento La Edge. If your gas gauge doesn't work, you might run out. If your speedometer doesn't work, you might get a ticket. Don't risk either one happening to you. If the gauges in your car don't work, call or come by Dash Solutions in West Monroe. They can fix anything that's broken, and most repairs are done in less than an hour. The solution to broken gauges is Dash Solutions. I-20 at 5th Street in West Monroe, 355-8595, 355-8595. CarZone and Truck Pros have teamed up for a midnight madness sale like no other. Both locations have one of the largest selection of cars, trucks, and SUVs in all makes and models, including 2x2, 4x4 crew, extended and regular cab trucks, SUVs full to compact, sport to compact cars. The time is now to get your next pre-owned, low-mileage quality vehicle. Each comes with a Carfax report and 100,000-mile warranty. Lenders are standing by for this midnight madness sale with pre-approval in minutes. We're open late or shop us online at CarZoneUS.com or TruckProsUS.com. CarZone on Well Road and Truck Pros on Constitution Avenue in West Monroe. Happy birthday, Greg Tilley's in Bossier City. Hi, I'm Greg Tilley. It is hard to believe 40 years in business in Bossier City. We have been truly blessed, and we thank you for your business. Save thousands now on a new double-wide for only $49,995. And visit our photo gallery at Tilly'sHomes.com. If you could talk to your animal when they say, they're telling you to take me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. Listen closely, and you'll hear what Dr. David Weber hears. That's a thank you for taking me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. For your animal's health care, call Dr. David Weber at North Monroe Animal Hospital, 345-4545. No animal too small or too large. Well, you better call Dr. Weber first on that one, 345-4545. Special Olympics of Northeast Louisiana provides athletic competition and year-round sport training for children and adults with intellectual disabilities. It gives them the opportunity to develop fitness, demonstrate courage, and experience the joy of competing. For more information, go to www.laso.org or call 1-800-273-8255. 
Are your legs tired and weak? Are you able to walk less than you used to or want to? How about sore, achy feet at the end of the day? These symptoms could be peripheral arterial disease or PAD. When in doubt, please check it out. Call a heart, lung, and vascular clinic location near you today to schedule an appointment. 329-1900. Dr. Borders has clinics in West Monroe, Monroe, and Winsboro and offers outpatient vascular procedures for your care and convenience. Call the heart, lung, and vascular clinic today. 329-1900. How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's the edge with Terry Waldrop. Talk 97.7. That's a lot of sevens. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Fox. Uh, hopefully uh, Sean is still around. Make sure you guys catch Sean uh, at 11 a.m. this morning. I think we got the lady textures on later on in the afternoon. So, the sports company is going to be coming on at 11. Always uh, interesting, entertaining. Hopefully, I'll get to hear a little bit of that today. Appreciate Sean coming on. Interesting debate we had about no, I didn't the, mean the hijack, man. I'm, so, I'm sorry about that. No, no, it, dude, it was good. We got a, I got a lot of texts on my personal phone. People like that. Folks, I think that's what we do at this station better than anything else, and that's just my personal opinion. We're going to bring you all sides of stuff. A lot of times we agree as hosts. Sometimes we disagree. But I think it's always respectful that we get we get issues out there that a lot of people are not really comfortable talking about. And let me give you a hint. Sometimes we're not that comfortable talking about it, but it needs to be done. So Richie hits uh, the argument on being gay may be valid, but what does my mom being a prostitute have to do with anything and my play? Well, let me answer that question for you. Uh, you know, if your father is, you know, dies in a drug-infested overdose. That has a certain impact on you. Uh, if you're, uh, you know, if you have a sister that has a plane crash and die, I mean, any traumatic event in your life is going to affect you uh, in some ways. Again, folks, all these people know the answers to the questions before they ask them. They have former FBI and, and detectives that the NFL and the NBA, Major League Baseball, they hire these guys to dig into every aspect of your background. I know that 100% from personal experience being dealt with it. Now, it's been a couple years. I can't see that it's changing. Now you can just go to somebody's social media. It's the same thing as, um, you know, a high school kid that's being recruited. If a high school kid being recruited has on his social media him up there with guns, uh, being disrespectful to women, making controversial racial statements, anything of that nature, you don't think it affects his ability to be recruited? I personally have dropped kids recruiting him because of the social media. It's done every day across America. And so the projection you're putting out, how does your mother being a prostitute or them asking you that question, you know, it it just does. It goes into who, what comprises you. Now, if your mother's a prostitute, does that mean you can't be successful? No. It doesn't. I mean, maybe you're, maybe those are really hard times. You never know what another man's going through until you walk in his shoes. But they know the answers to these questions, and they're all trying to put it together in what is the best fit for our locker room. Is it the guy that has two parents, they went to church every day, and the dad's a banker? Maybe. There's an article that came out yesterday that the NFL executives don't trust rich kids coming into the league. 
We'll go into that probably Monday. I'm not going to be here tomorrow. You could have Mark and Jamie. But NFL executives don't trust rich kids. You know who the richest kid in this draft is? Josh Rosen. Yep. He's entitled. He comes across very brash, very braggadocious. Kid's got an arm. Obviously, he can play football. A lot of executives don't trust him because of that affluence and the lack of the ability to have to fight for stuff he really wanted to, or that he really wants. Does that go into the mix? Absolutely. Jamie Fox, your thoughts? Well, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think in, in, in the case, on the flip side of things, someone who came from a, uh, uh, you can almost call it an entitled background, Josh Rosen, he's also very uh, outspoken on social issues and uh Players are wondering, and he's also kind of uh, led to the fact that I don't want to play in Cleveland. Now he's he's backtracked on that a little bit and says, I didn't say that. I just, you know, and then make Baker Mayfield, bless his heart, saying, I'll, uh, you know, I'll walk through the snow to, to, to be the quarterback in Cleveland. Why? Because his hands are smaller. He's not as athletic uh, as Johnny Manziel was, and there's some questions about him. So everyone, going back to the very premise of this show, was Lamar Jackson. Everybody... Every quarterback in this draft to me has questions about him, uh, one, whether it be physical, mental, or you know, or whatever. That's why these questions, somewhat as, as out of bounds as I think they are, uh, and I do agree with Sean. A lot of them don't have anything to do, but I do understand when when money's on the line, as it has well, been in Seattle. All of a sudden, money has started to talk, and these owners are saying, "I'm not going to put here, up with but it." But here's the thing in Seattle, and I'm going to touch on this a little bit. Was Michael Bennett and some of these guys very big socially socially active? Yes. I don't think that led to the demise. I think what happened with Pete Carroll in Seattle. Pete Carroll, when you think Pete Carroll, and Terry, I want your thoughts on this. I think if you were to describe what kind of coach is Pete Carroll, you would say players coach. Mm-hmm. Well, I think yeah. it got to be a little too much. The players had too much of a voice, and they started running the locker room, and he lost control. That's why you don't just see Michael Bennett, but a lot of the big names and, quote, the big voices in that locker room will no longer be there. He's an anti-Belichick. I mean, he's the, he's the flip side of that. And, look, both have been incredibly successful. I think Pete Carroll's shelf life, is, and you look at USC, I think it's another good example. I think Pete Carroll's shelf life is a lot less than Belichick. Belichick has a very rigid deal. And, again, we're comparing him to Belichick, which is, the Mount Rushmore right now of football the past two decades. But, yeah, I think Pete Carroll, I think it's a valid point. I think he lost control of that locker room. I think you empower all those guys. All that stuff is great. You had a lot of injuries. You had those cats getting older. You also had some very, very good players in that division, younger guys that stepped up. So a combination of things, you know, left to that. Michael Bennett's social activism, a lot of people tell you he's just a straight-up fraud. Uh, and I think the tapes uh, in, in the Las Vegas police thing probably uh, would reflect that. He just he straight up lied um, to the police for whatever reason. I can't get to his head, but I, I think a lot of people you, he lost credibility that way. And I think it was a foregone conclusion that uh, you know it wasn't going to happen in Seattle. Interesting that Colin Kaepernick out of Seattle, uh, excuse me, out of San Francisco, Michael Bennett out of Seattle. Uh, Michael Bennett is going to a much more a much different city in Philadelphia than what Seattle was. And Kaepernick, yet, for reasons that we I don't have time to go into today, can't find well, a job in the NFL. Interesting that t- Pete Carroll sort of had connections with both. Terry, let me get something. This is more something on uh, on your show that you talk about than I'll get into mine. But even my dad can, can probably chime in on this. And I don't want to get too personal. But 
Here's why I kind of – and, and well, by the way, I think your buddy at Texas Wesleyan, Jeff Coat, got a raw deal. I really do. But here's why I kind of had a little problem with the, with the Colorado thing, and we've had other people fail. And then you asked – you talked about asking if, if people's moms are prostitutes and how they were, grown, how they were raised could be uh, indicative on how they act. And I know not everybody is the same way, but I, I, I kind of take it a little closer to heart because my wife has been literally on her own since she was 16 years old, literally since she was on her own since she was 16. She had a rough childhood. She has overcome so much, and she is the, now she could be a son of a gun, but she is the hardest worker that nobody has a work ethic like my wife. She was able to, and she never, whenever she hears people who came up from tough upbringing, she, she says, to hell with it, I overcame mine. That's not an excuse. I take that to heart when it was like, well, because their parents were a certain way, they were raised a certain way, you can overcome that. And she's a great example of that. And, and I think we have to celebrate that more in our country, Sean. I think a lot of times, you know, we, we make excuses. Are there excuses out there? Sure. But at the end of the day, you know, we are a product of what our decisions are. And, uh, you know, hats, I, knew, I knew a little bit about her story. And, uh, you know, hats off there. I mean, there's none of us that really are, are silver spoon people that, um, you know, and I'll, I'll give you a great example. Mike White. Mike White, former basketball coach at Louisiana Tech, doing a great job 